During the holiday season, many homeschool families like to take a break from the formal lessons and instead include a lot of wonderful ideas that will encourage your children in the heritage that you have in different cultural areas and just the great ideas of the holiday season. Let's give you some of those ideas today. Welcome to the Simply Charlotte Mason podcast. I'm Sonia Schaefer. Joining me in our discussion today is Amber O'Neill Johnston. We want to talk about incorporating some good ideas during the holiday seasons for heritage and cultural encouragement and the atmosphere that we like to set for our children. Give us some ideas on that, would you? Yeah, definitely. When I think about um, culture during the holidays or any time, but especially when we have a little downtime, things are slower and we're being more intentional, I think of culture in three areas. I think about um, our ethnic culture, right? Being an African-American family, there are a lot of things we do during the holidays that are just very joyful and enriching. Um, and then we have our American culture that sometimes we don't mm, even recognize. I, I didn't understand that until spending Christmas outside of the United States. Um, that a lot of the things we do are specific to our nation. And then we also have our family cultures. And That's our family true. cultures yeah. may be pulling in aspects and elements from who knows where the, that are the tra <laughs> traditions that we do within our own home. Yeah. So, you know, I start out thinking from those three areas. That seems to widen the perspective mm. rather than just we're only going to do these things. Now we've got a lot of, it almost gives us permission yes. to pull from a lot of different areas that fits our family. Definitely. And sometimes, because sometimes it's the actual activity that you're doing that makes it cultural, but a lot of times it's the way that you're doing it. Um, Give me an so, example. Well, for us, we listen um, to a lot of music during okay. the holidays, and we read even more poetry. We pull back on some of our other lessons. We're not doing our formal lessons, but we're still reading a lot of poetry and a lot of books and stories um, that we annually read at holiday time, but they are rooted in African-American culture. So um, our Christmas music doesn't always sound the same, maybe, as what I might hear in a department store or at someone else's home. Um, a lot of really soulful characters carols and hymns and, and um, Christmas songs and uh, poets that have written a lot of holiday-specific poetry or even just wintertime poetry. And um, one of our favorite books is called Christmas Gift, and it has a bunch of small short stories um, mm. in it from uh, long-ago traditions in the African-American community. And um, I think that that's something we read every year. So we're still reading beautiful books. We're still listening and to wonderful music. And we're reading poetry and reciting poetry. But the source of those things comes directly from our cultural heritage. That makes total sense because we do the same thing. <laughs> we have certain books that we read at Christmas time and mm -hmm. holiday time. We have certain poetry that we like to go back to and revisit. Mm -hmm. We have certain music that, you know, you put it on when you start setting up the Christmas tree right. and it just it flips that switch in your head. Yeah. So it's the same thing, but it's tailored to our different families. But also, I think um, it doesn't have to be only that and nothing else. Oh, no, then definitely. I think that that's just a part of it. And for me, I, I, I sometimes forget that 
starting some of these ideas and traditions was intentional. It mm. didn't just happen naturally. So I think a lot of times people feel like they'll just naturally have this home filled with all this beauty. And, and I think it is now because it's become habit, right? But in the beginning, I remember making a choice that there were going to be these things that the Johnston family would always do. Yes. Some of them were things I inherited from my family and melded with things my husband had grown up with or that my mother-in-law taught me. But a lot of them were just brand new. And I said, we'll just, we'll do these things this way. And um, so I think that people who maybe haven't had as much of this type of cultural experience or um, encouragement during the holidays, they don't have to feel like, oh, it didn't come naturally to me, or we don't have that, that you can create it. Yes. And you don't have to create it perfectly from the beginning. Because I remember thinking, the Schaefer family is going to do this during the holidays. And I tried it, and it fell flat. It was like, okay, we're not going to do that. But we can tweak it a little bit and come up with something that did work well. Yeah. And I think that works even with the atmosphere, the, the visual atmosphere of the home. So I imagined that our home would be fully decked out. Mm-hmm. Um, but as an adult, I'm like, the decking was expensive. I didn't, yeah. <laughs> I didn't quite realize that maybe my parents had collected so many wonderful things over a lifetime mm-hmm. of parenting. And so I took a step back and decided instead of always feeling that I, what I'm lacking in holiday decor or the pretty dishes that I want, instead, we'll make a big deal of how each year we add one thing. So it's really become, we've like embraced our brokenness (laughs) and decided to say like, okay, well, there's one thing that we're going to add to our holiday collection this year. And we get excited about it. And it feels like instead of um, changing this idea of lack, like I wish I could do all of these things to an anticipation of our growing collection. I love that idea. Yeah. What are some other ways that you incorporate the the different multidimensional mm-hmm. cultural aspects into your holiday season? Well, I think food right away, you know, and there have been years where food was our handicraft also. So that was really interesting. It was like a double layered thing um, <laughs> that we were, you know, what, what like we were, cake decorating? Yeah, we were, yes, yeah, cake decorating, um, but even just baking in general or um, learning to cook. Oh, we yeah. We use that as yeah. like a life skill. Life skills, yeah. And so we hadn't been necessarily making craft type things. We had been focused on life skills. And so to be able to integrate that in, but with holiday cooking, holiday baking is different because you're often baking for a crowd. Mm. Um, and we also have our special dishes. So that's where our family recipe book that we keep comes out and we're making the same. My grandmother always made a chocolate pie and no one can make a pie just like that. Um, not even me after all these years <laughs> of practicing, but we try right year after year. We have certain dishes that our family eats on Christmas morning that are prepped the night before. I mean, there are these traditions around food. And I think for us, some of it is um, cultural because some of the foods are foods that you find common in an African-American kitchen, mm-hmm. but they're not all. Some of them are just the our family foods that we eat. So I think we have our music playing and we're, you know, using these different foods and we're preparing and enjoying these different foods. Um, having family over or friends that are like family, our family, which is what we have locally. Family. Yeah, that's like what that. we have more than family nearby. Um, and that becomes a part of our tradition as well. And even the way that we give gifts. And mm. I think a point, important part to point out is that your traditions can change. Like even if you decide, you know, that this is what we're going to do, they don't have to change because it didn't work. But 
just because you're in a different season. So yes. maybe that was right for that season. So I remember when my kids were little, we would give three things. You know, it was like something to read, something you want, something you need, something to wear, and something to read. So four things. And I loved that. I was like, we're going to do this forever. Yeah. Then they got older, and I was like, well, you need two things to wear, and you definitely don't need another book. And, and I was like, <laughs> oh, no, you know, it's not they working. They broke the formula. Yes, and I was like, oh. And so I thought, Amber, this is silly. Just choose the things that you know will make that child's heart sing, that you know is the right thing for them, and you don't have to feel that it has to remain formulaic, which was easier for you to do, and now it's hard. So I think sometimes there are those ideas, too, that we can have as a tradition, and we can release and start something new. Um, Whatever reduces stress, I think, is a good way to go, whether it's something you had planned or not. Yeah, and I think Charlotte even talks about the mother making time to get more rest Mm -hmm. during these holiday seasons because it it can be extra stress. You're out of your routine. Yes. And that the kids can go bonkers because they don't have their routine and that just adds to the stress. So extra rest I think should be a a good tradition for all of us. I think so too. (laughs) I can understand the wisdom in that for sure. I love how you said you had all of these different plans and different cultural things you could have brought in with the presents and everything, but then you were able to simplify it to say, mm-hmm. what will bring this child the most joy? Mm-hmm. I think if we can keep an overarching idea like that in mind mm-hmm. as we enter the holiday season, it will just help us, I don't know, keep our equilibrium, mm-hmm. keep our balance Definitely. better. So what would be that overarching idea for you? I think for us is this idea that we're celebrating a commemoration of the birth of our Lord and Savior. And Mm -hmm. so everything that points us toward that, that mode should be something that we consider. And you can do extra other things too, just for fun. But I still fall like the reason we're having fun is because we're celebrating. There's something huge to celebrate here. And I think the other things, the I must, the have tos, the things that kind of get us really feeling a lot of angst are some of the things to examine about whether uh, is this part of the main idea of this season or are these outside things that I'm bringing in that aren't um, necessarily needed here. And also considering the season of life. Oh, yes. Because... Mm. Something that one year brings us great joy to do, mm-hmm. maybe the next year we're just not able to include that. Mm-hmm. You know, we've got the new baby, yes, and we can't, we just don't have the energy to do it this year, but that doesn't mean it's a forever decision. Right. I think that's definitely true. That was true for us last year because um, I was not doing well health-wise, and I realized all the things we didn't do. Uh, We had these candles we light all the time, and we had our special devotional books that we were going through, and we were listening to this music and studying this, and and we couldn't do any of that last year. And I was like, my kids were like, this is so nice, Mom. And I was like, oh, my gosh. This is, you know, my desperate, I can't do any better Christmas holiday season, and my kids love it. And that was very informative to me. It's very um, encouraging in a lot of ways. And I realized I I really need to be careful about the doing and going and making and creating, even though they're all beautiful things, that sometimes maybe it's the sitting and being, the contemplation and the time spent together um, that our families may need more of. It depends. Like you said, it depends on the season. So this coming season, 
it's going to be slow for us. Are you adding everything else back <laughs> No, in? I'm not. You know, I guess I have to listen to that and I have to think, wow, it was so less stressful for me. Here I am, sick as a dog, but yeah. I wasn't stressed, you know. <laughs> and so I think that um, I want to evaluate each thing. My plan is to ask the children, what are of our traditions, you know, which ones mean the most to you? Mm. Um, and we can kind of talk through that and ask my husband. And I know I have a few things that are just really simple that mean a lot to me. Even the scent in our home is important to me. There was a certain, you know, my mom would cook the oranges and cinnamon and all mm. that on the stove. And yeah. that feels important to me for whatever reason. Right. So I'm like, oh, I'll still do that. And so I think it's just kind of a give and take and thinking about it and remaining flexible, which I feel like we say about everything. <laughs> yeah, um, but it's true, right? Yeah. So yeah. About this as well. Mm-hmm. All right. Thanks so much. If you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. We wish you a wonderful holiday season of joy and simplicity so you can focus on the joy. Thanks for joining me. I'll see you next time.